today is uh, Friday, June 1st, uh, 2018, and this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group, and tonight we're discussing uh, Maggie Shen King's uh, debut novel, um, An an Excess Male. So let me give you a little information about her. Um, So Maggie Shen King was born in Taiwan, and she lived there until age 16, when her family moved to Seattle. Um, And one of the things that I read that she said about about her time living in Taiwan was at that time, Taiwan was not a democratic society, that that her and her family actually were living under martial law. So I thought that was interesting, you know, in relation to the book that we we read tonight. Um, And when she started attending college, she went went to Harvard uh, University, her father told her, you know, don't join any Chinese uh, student groups and to keep her opinions to herself. So it sort of carried over even when they came to the United States. And she majored in, in English um, at Harvard. And I, I couldn't find out exactly how old she is, but in one interview that I, uh, that I read, it said that she's lived in the United States for nearly 40 years. So my best guess is she's probably somewhere in her mid-50s. Um, and after her children started uh, going to school, she lived, or I don't know if she still lives, but she lived near Stanford University. So she started taking writing classes at the Stanford University Continuing Education Program. And she studied with um, a whole bunch of uh, writing, uh, I guess, writing students or fellows or there. And this is actually her debut novel, An Excess Male, which came out in 2017. And in the review for Booklist, it said that um, King imagines a frightening reality in which cultural norms run counter to basic human rights, leaving readers exceedingly uncomfortable in its feasibility. And also, I just wanted to mention that the law changed in 2015 to uh, now in China, you're allowed to have two children per family as opposed to one. And my husband was telling me when he was looking up online for some reason, I guess I was talking to him about the book, that they're actually considering uh, doing away with that law totally, but I, I don't think that's actually been been implemented yet. So um, why don't we see what everybody thought of the book? Well, I, I'll go first. I have to say I, I wasn't a fan of the book. I, I only got like halfway through it, and I you know, I like reading stuff to try to learn about different societies, and uh, I don't know anything about China, and uh, uh, and I can understand if if it's really like it's presented in this book, which I assume a lot of it must be based on on fact that uh, their their culture is just like totally the opposite. Seems like totally the opposite of us. Now, you know, I know America's a lot different than other places. But uh, and, and but that's no excuse not to learn how other people think. But uh, I I just have a hard time, and I I really just didn't like any of these people. Uh, uh, I think I like Double X probably the best. Uh, I, I, I liked him. He seemed to be, uh, and, and, and I, there were things about Han that I like. I see, Han didn't seem to put up with all the uh, the 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 public or the. Uh, the government manipulation of, of of everything, which I mean, I think that that's probably a reality over there, and uh, 
I, I, I'm just not a big fan of countries where the government tries to uh, legislate demographics and stuff. I, I just think that's a really bad idea. But but I think a lot of that goes on over there in China. But uh, uh, anyway, th- there were things that I that I did like. I mean, I, I started finally getting into it about halfway through. But you know, I had other books I wanted to read, so I I, I kind of pulled the plug about halfway through. I got I got seven hours into it, but. Uh, I am interested to learn what happens with the stuff because I, I did like the guy that they were they were thinking about, uh, and I can't remember his name. I, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, the you know the guy that they were gonna uh, uh, like like taking the family as the the third husband. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, I, 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 I liked him, uh, but boy, that baby was horrible. Uh, bye bye, was that his name? But anyway, that that's enough for me. Yeah, I didn't like baby either boy this book would not make me want to have a child that baby was obnoxious and it seemed like his age changed that's one of the things i didn't like about the book was she seemed a little inconsistent at first he seemed younger and then he talked so i'm thinking well that means he must be like three or something and so i wasn't sure of his age um i didn't really like the book either i didn't dislike the characters and I didn't really, I mean, I kind of liked Han. I thought he was a decent guy, and I, I really felt bad for what happened to him. Um, later, Alan, he gets um, blackmailed, and he ends up getting locked up in some gay um, treatment center where they keep gay people locked up, and he's not allowed to see his family anymore. Um, and I liked, I thought Double X was a really good, um, she did develop that character, I thought, better than the others. He was really good on the autism spectrum or Asperger's or whatever. She did a really good description of that. But I just didn't really care what happened to these people that much. I mean, I didn't wish them ill will, but I was just kind of bored. Um, I didn't feel we got to know Mei Ling that well in terms of you kind of knew what she wanted. She wanted Woke Wo, I think was the other guy's name, but I I just didn't feel it. um, what else can I say? Um, well, I guess I'll let you guys, other guys, talk. Well, um, I, I guess I had a different opinion of the book. Um, I, I, I liked most of the book. the The storyline that I really didn't like was the story about Wego. Um, I hope I'm saying his name right. I, I didn't like at the end where he was the the captain of sort of that paramilitary. Um, Games, but it seemed to, you know, not really be a game. It seemed to be, you know, going into like real life military action where people died. And I thought that was a little far fetched, I guess. I just didn't really believe it. But the storyline with Han, I definitely thought was very plausible that he was, um, um, I, I'm, I'm losing, it's not the lost boy, but he was, um, the willfully sterile, that was what they called it, the willfully sterile. And I thought, you know, that that made sense, that they would take people who were homosexual and they would tell them that you're not allowed to marry and you're not allowed to have children, and if you have children, you can't really see your children. So at the end, he wasn't able to see his his son, Bebe, um, at all. And I thought that was, that was something that, that seemed very plausible to me that could happen. Um, I, I, unlike, I guess, the two of you, I, I did, was not that enamored of Double X. Um, I, 
I actually liked Han and Wego and Mei Ling much better as characters, and they were developed enough that I got the sense of who they were. I mean, I think Han was very bright, and he was very protective. He tried to protect his brother. He tried to protect Mei Ling. But in his core, he was a homosexual, and he was being denied the right to live life as he wanted to live. And I thought Mei Ling was someone whose parents basically sold her off to the highest bidder, um, and they had six daughters, and which you weren't allowed to do, and they paid a lot of fines, and they were gamblers. And whoever came along, you know, she got married to Han when she was 16, and she got married to Double X when she was 17, and, and she was sort of sent out, and it didn't really matter what happened to her. So I, I, felt, I felt for her. And way go, I, I just thought that he was the excess male, that they were talking about, that he was somebody who just didn't have an opportunity to get married, and he was really looking for a wife. Um, so, I, I mean, I had a hard time wrapping my mind around the idea of polyandry, um, you know, where a woman has more than one husband. I've been married for a long time, almost 30 years. I don't know that I'd want to have more than one husband. I just think, you know... It seems like a lot to me to have three husbands, um, although my husband thought it was a great idea to have three wives. So, you know, I think men and women might see this issue a little differently. Um, but um, so, but I, I definitely got a sense of who, who all of these characters were. Um, and one question, I guess, that I was kind of interested in and I couldn't really figure out was who did Chinese society value here? Because in the beginning of the book, Way go. He doesn't want his two dads, a uh, big, big dad and regular dad, whatever he called them, to go on the bus because he said they're going to get jostled around and they're going to get hurt because society doesn't value older men because there's so many excess males in the society. And I started thinking, you know, who do they value here? Do they value women? Do they value children? Do they value younger men? Or do they value nobody? Um, so I, what I liked about the book was there was a lot to think about. Um, although, as I said, the storyline with Wei Go at the end, I just thought was was too far fetched. Well, I I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it was it would go to the top of my favourites list, but I liked it. I liked the dynamics of the family, and I liked that um, they all got on and wanted to protect each other rather than usually with a book like this is um, you know they all hate each other and, and don't get on that. It was interesting. I liked the way they all tried to protect each other all the time. I was looking out for each other, and I liked Way Go, um, and I liked his dads and the whole setup. And I thought it was really interesting. I liked that idea of um, a different, a different society. It was, and I thought, I thought it was done interesting. The only bit I wasn't keen on was some of the gaming bits. Um, at the beginning, I was a bit confused as to what was real and what wasn't. Um, part of the time I thought they were in a game and then I thought no they're not because they're actually dying and I wasn't exactly sure and when that when all those police came to them on the train I was thinking is this part of the game or is this real and I was getting a bit confused there and I wasn't over keen with the storyline with the dogs that didn't seem to go anywhere really but um no I, th I thought it was interesting and I did I did like the characters um and I thought it was you know it was very interesting that, and the um I've forgotten what that game was called. They played the true-to-life game. Um, 
where uh, she had to put the helmet on. That was uh, that was quite interesting. I thought it, I, I thought it had a lot to say, and like you say, it gave it a lot to think about. Although there was something missing from it somehow for me. I'm not I'm not quite sure what, but um, I wondered if there was something missing in the translation, if it had been translated or something. But I didn't quite get into it, and I found the end was a a little bit weak. I think. Um, I think it got a bit weaker. I think the plot got weaker as it went on. It, was, it had some great ideas, but I, I thought it lost it a bit. But it, for a first book, I thought it was great. Well, I think um, I, I didn't like Double X, but I thought his character was well developed. But I certainly wouldn't have wanted him as a friend. If I had to pick a friend, it would have been Han or Wake Woe. In terms of who is valued, it doesn't appear that anyone's valued in this society. What's what really struck me as interesting is before I started reading this book, which I thought was a great idea for a book, to write about a futuristic society where there are too many males, because it's certainly possible that this will happen in China if things don't change. I expected that the women would have all the power, um, because there's so few of them and they would be in demand in terms of men wanting to be married and have children with them. But not at all. These women had no power whatsoever. She was even told what schedule to sleep with their husbands and stuff. And apparently was still supposed to do all the cooking and cleaning and all child raising, all the traditional stuff. So that didn't change at all. And they certainly didn't value gay men. You'd think maybe they'd be happy to have some gay men. There wouldn't be so many men vying for the few women that were there. And they apparently, which is different, you always hear of Chinese society as valuing old people. But apparently that had gone by the wayside too. So it wasn't a, it was kind of dystopian. It wasn't exactly a place you would want to be. Well, um, first I just wanted to mention, Shell, that the book actually was not translated because the author um, lives in the United States. So the book was written in English. She, she lived in Taiwan until she was 16, but this book was written in English. Um, so that I did find that kind of interesting because I don't know that the Chinese government would allow someone to write a book like this and get published and translated into English. So I think the only way that we would get a glimpse of this is for someone who had a Chinese background or a Taiwanese background to write a book like this but to live in another country because um, I, I, I don't know so much about China, but it doesn't seem likely that this type of book would be allowed um, to to leave. Um, I actually thought that Wago was sort of the ideal husband, the ideal third husband for this family, because I don't know, like, exactly, I think what you were saying, Shell, like, ordinarily, I think there'd be a lot of competition between the husbands. Um, but in this case, because you had the two uh, first husband and second husband who were brothers, and the first husband was gay, and the second husband really didn't have any interest in Mei Ling either, um, there was really no competition. And somehow Wei Go sort of sen- sensed that, that he could just kind of come into this family, and even though he was technically the third husband, he could be sort of the first husband in the eyes of, of Mei Ling, who I thought was just really starving for, for love and affection. Um, one of the scenes that I really liked was when Wago invited Mei Ling to come to um, his studio, and he set it all up. He was going to have like um, 
Cuban food or something like that, and they were going to do dancing, and he had it, this sort of romantic image all set up, and in comes Mei Ling carrying baby, baby. She had walked there. She was all sweated up, and then Han shows up, and it's like it was so funny to me because I just thought, you know, this is the way usually things work out when you're going to have romance is one person has one idea, and then reality sort of sets in. So um, I, I, I did think Wei Gu was the sort of ideal husband in this family because he wasn't really competitive or jealous with Han or Double X, um, but he really he wanted Mei Ling, but he just... I, I don't know that so many husbands would have, so many uh, you know, other options would have did so well in this family. And also, I just wanted to say hi to Don. I don't know if you had a chance to read the book, if you wanted to, to comment on it as well. Now, does this book take place in current day, or is it supposed to be set in the future? And is it supposed to be based on what's really happening over there, or is, it, is all that made up and stuff about the... How many spouses can they have over in China and stuff? Does, it, does anybody know? Is, is is that all made up? And and does the 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 Wago guy does he end up marrying into the family by the end of the book or or, or not? And does Double uh, uh, X end up getting divorced out or did that kind of fall by the way? So that that's where I was when he had just started the divorce proceedings when I when I quit reading, and uh, and then they had that night over at the house where. Uh, apparently, Wagu and Ming Li had sex and stuff to, uh, I guess, to see if they were going to be compatible and stuff. So uh, uh, that that's where I stopped. Oh, no, this book takes place in the future. So it's not at all what China's supposed to be like now. Um, I, they don't allow polygamy in China right now. I'm almost positive of that. Don, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm almost positive they don't allow polygamy in China right now. And they don't have nearly this extreme of men to women ratio right now but given that they only allow one child and a lot of families want men this is certainly a possibility that they will have an excess of men at some point and i think she's just speculating as to what society would be like if that happened um you know interesting you would mention whether he gets married and he gets divorced because she doesn't say um i i went back and even re-listened to the last couple chapters and I couldn't figure out if he got married Wake Woe married into the family or not at the end they're in a park together Double X Wake Woe and Mei Ling and Bei Bei so he's like part of the family but if he got married I don't think she mentioned it and Double X I don't she never mentioned if he got divorced either but he kind of got in a lot of trouble for initiating that and so I think he backed off and at the end, Han is sort of standing in the background watching the family because he's not allowed to be with them. So I think, like Shell said, the ending's a little weak. It's hard to figure out what exactly happened. Well, the book takes place in the year 2030. So we're not talking that much into the future. And I kind of thought of this book as historical fiction, <laughs> but in the future. So, you know, it, it's... I, I guess I don't read much science fiction, so I can't tell you if this is classic science fiction or not. I, I just thought it took place, you know, just a couple of years in the future, so I don't think it's sci- so science fictionary. And the idea of divorce was that Double um, X got very upset at one point, and he told his boss at work that he wanted to divorce Mei Ling. And the next thing you know... You know, all of these officials are coming to their house, and the thing that was interesting about divorce was if you want to get divorced there, 
you have to get, um, you know, counselors coming and you have to answer incredibly intimate questions about your life. And they were afraid that they would find out that um, Han was gay and Double X was a lost boy. So he re- quickly rescinded his idea of getting divorced. Um, at the end, I was not certain if Wago, ha- if they had actually married, but my sense was that if they hadn't married already, they were well on their way to marrying because Han was out of the picture at that point. And it just seemed like uh, Wago was going to sort of take the place of Han being the caretaker of, of the whole family. That's what I, that was my sense of it. That was my sense too. I, I, at, at the end, I thought Wago must be married into the family. Um, I definitely thought that. But um, what I was interested in, though, I mean, I know it wasn't set that far in the future, but there weren't many futuristic things in it. You know, I, there weren't many ideas other than, um, I mean, apart from the idea of the dynamics of the family, uh, we had the futuristic computery stuff to do with the, the um, you know, to do with the virtual reality and the games, uh, all that kind of thing. But there wasn't much, many other things, you know, to do with the day-to-day living. I mean, they, they still had sort of dried packets of Raymond noodles and, um, you know, just all, it's, it's stuffing things into the mattress. And um, I don't know, that there wasn't... They were making meals and I thought perhaps she could have done something, added a few more futuristic gadgets that weren't just to do with the game inside of things, to do with the daily living. She didn't seem to do an awful lot on that side, which... I, I thought she perhaps could have done. By the way, this book sounded awful lot like China was, was described by the authors we had in, I can't remember the author, on her grandmother and then when she grew up in Mao's China, and she was put out to be a doctor, and you were not allowed to have any training to be a doctor, so people had, so things were just crazy <laughs> in that way. But uh, the book said that they were limited to three husbands, so is that... Was that? I wonder whether that was the case with when they had concubines back in the old days in China. I don't think so. You occasionally hear about people having like a hundred concubines and stuff. Of course, those were emperors or rich people. I agree with Michelle. I think this book was miscast as science fiction. I, I don't know what you would really call it because it's futuristic. It's almost like because it takes place in the future, they're going to call it science fiction, but... I'm like Michelle, it read more like a regular fiction. Well, there were, I agree with you, Michelle, there weren't that many futuristic elements. The one thing that I remember was that they had implants that went into the arms of the husbands, like Han and um, Double X, and they were birth control implants. So it was a way for them to regulate who could impregnate the wife. So apparently if you had two husbands, each one was permitted to uh, have one child and they wanted to make sure that each husband had the opportunity to to do that. So at one point, um, I I remember in the story that they turned Han's implant on or off or something like that, his birth control implant. So that would have been like, I guess, a futuristic element because I'm not aware at the moment that there's very much birth control for men other than condoms so if there's an implant for men I, I've not heard of it so far um, 
And the idea that's interesting is um, about polyandry is that supposedly in the 19th century in rural China that women were permitted to have more than one husband and often they would be like brothers, like family members and it just had to do with um, conserving resources and things like that because typically of course you hear of it the other way around where a wealthy man or a king or somebody like that has more than one wife or many concubines or whatever but you don't often hear about it about it the other way. Um, and it, it's an interesting concept to me because I, I can't imagine, to me it just seems like it would be a tremendous amount of work to have more than one husband. It just seems like that's, I mean, I guess, you know, people think of it differently, but I would think to myself, God, you know, it'd just be a lot of work to have more than one, one husband. But I think men are, my imagine, I would imagine men are more comfortable thinking of it the other way but maybe not. Maybe there are some women who would like to have more than one husband. Well, did I couldn't figure out whose child Bebe was because at one point they said one thing and then it appeared that they were lying to the government for some reason. And whose child was Bebe? Did you guys know that for certain? I was pretty sure that Bebe was Han's child. Um, I don't think um, I don't think double X out because she did turn her birth control off. When um, when she was w- when she was with him for quite a long time, so I think he was Hans' child. But uh, I agree with Michelle. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want my brother-in-law to move in. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the idea of washing three blokes' pairs of socks and whatever. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I think uh, Baby was Hans' child. It's, it's the way it was. It's what I picked up in the first half of the book. And uh, yeah, I. Uh, the the males are usually cast as being the major part of the work. I can't imagine any woman would want more than one husband. Uh, uh, most of them don't even want the one they have. So, yeah, uh, that, I don't find that hard to believe. The only place I saw it was in Tibet or Nepal where the one husband was off out in the, up in mountain pastures herding yaks or whatever they herded. And uh, the other one, when the other one was home, so... Then, then you also had a case of extreme poverty that they they could only afford to have one wife or a couple of husbands. But that that was the only place I've heard of polyandry existing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like some of the elements that she had in the story. I mean, it, not that it was a, a a kind thing, but just the fact that the parents kind of put. Um, their daughters up for the highest bidder. It kind of reminded me, if you go back to like Jane Austen's time, where, you know, the idea was that women are supposed to be married off to, you know, the most affluent uh, man in in the area and whatever, and that women were just seen sort of as, you know, the, what they call the marriage plot. I mean, that was the the plot of the story. The whole idea was just to to get married, and it just seemed like here you are in a society so many years later and it's exactly the same thing i mean the idea is just but here who's benefiting from it it's not it's not the wife it's the the parents who are getting the dowries from the prospective husbands and even if you remember when they were talking about the um the matchmaker in the beginning and they were discussing all the different things that you had to do. You know, they looked at your financial records, and you had to have, like, STD panel, and you had to have genetic testing. And I thought, wow, you know, can you imagine nowadays 
being on the computer and doing internet dating, you know, they don't have any of this stuff. So I thought, you know, there were some interesting things that I thought she put in the story. Well, how did Wang, Wang Wu, whatever his name was, ever convince Dad and Big Dad to uh, go along? Well, y'all said it's unclear whether they ever got married or not, but uh, they seemed like totally against his uh, uh, becoming the third will in that marriage and stuff. Did he finally uh, convince them otherwise? Oh, well, he got in a right pickle in the end. He, he um, During one of the games that they were doing, he ended up, uh, it was a, 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 a sort of a fight and... 200 of his gaming buddies got killed and he was the only one to escape and he escaped by killing somebody so he got himself in a right pickle and I think the dads end up, ended up paying the money that they would have spent on his dowry they ended up paying uh, to these nuns for his security and so I don't think there was a dowry given for him to the family I think they called it a love match where there was no dowry given um, and they had to spend that money on his uh, on his security, but um, I think that's how it went anyway. But it, yeah, it was. I'm glad I read it, but I'm not sure I'd rush to. You know, if she brought another one out next year, I'm not sure I would rush to pick it up. But um, it was interesting. Well, one of the things that Wei Wei Wo noticed about his two fathers was that they got along really well. So he sort of had a role model of two dads that weren't bickering and weren't, like, combative against each other um, because his mother had died, and the two husbands, like, you would think, well, they don't really have to live together anymore, but they still were living together um, in, in sort of a family unit. So I thought that was an interesting sort of role model, you know, situation that he had. And... Um, the interview that I listened to with the author, she was mentioning, I think what she's writing about now is is another aspect of this society because they have, you know, because of the one child uh, per family law from, I don't know, maybe around 1980 to actually to 2015, so about 35 years, maybe even longer than that, there's a lot of families that had daughters and the daughters are, in essence, undocumented. So they have daughters who have no uh, identification, who don't go to school, who don't go to doctors, who, um, you know, they're, they're alive and they live in the family, but they have absolutely no legal status in society. Um, and I think she was saying there's some, their estimates are there's at least 13 million uh, young women in China right now who are in this this situation because I, I would imagine, you know, I mean, there are all the terrible things that, that you hear about with, with, uh, with, you know, with young women. And if you even in the United States, there are so many families that adopted, you know, Chinese daughters that came over. Um, but, um, you know, there had to be a lot of women that were, were left over. So it, it does seem like women, to me at least, are the real losers in, in, in Chinese society, for sure. Um, I don't, did you guys understand the game Wakewo was playing? Alan, it sounded like some kind of war game where he and 200 of his best buddies were out somewhere playing some war game, and 200 of his buddies got killed. And the Chinese government said it was because of the weather, and he knew it wasn't because of the weather. And so Double X tried to blackmail the government officials into 
letting Han out of this gay treatment camp, and it seems like they had some other demand too. I don't remember what it was. And the government officials, because they were, or else he was going to expose the government as being the killers of these people, which I don't understand how that. Obviously, the government wasn't going to allow that to happen, even if they had to go murder Double X. But I, I was—I got really confused with that. Why did those two hundred people even get killed by the government? I know there was something where they wanted Wake Woe to turn in five people for therapy or something, and he didn't want to do that. And maybe that's the reason they killed two hundred people. I, I didn't find that realistic or easy to follow. No, I didn't either. I didn't understand that bit at all. Um, I, w- I wasn't sure why the 200 were killed. I mean, I know he was asked to turn in the five, and if he didn't turn them in, there was a problem, but I still didn't understand why that meant the 200 were killed. But they, they also, there was a, another point they said something about... Um, they did give another reason. I can't remember what it was now, but it, that didn't make sense to me either. So... Um, I, I found that bit all oh, very confusing and that I wasn't really sure why why that lad came up to him um, to kill him. It was it was all a bit odd. I, I didn't like any of the parts with the, the game and stuff. So you're saying later in the book, 200 people really get killed or they get killed in a game? So it sounds like you were saying they really got killed. So I don't really understand that. I found the whole game thing just confusing. It just, uh, and apparently everybody else did too. It doesn't sound like it got any clearer by the end of the book, uh, but it sounds like it. The, some of the gaming stuff went, uh, ventured over into to reality with some people really getting killed. So, uh, uh, no wonder everybody's confused. I, I, I'm glad I stopped at seven hours. I I thought the point of the games that way. Was involved in was that there were all of these excess males in the society, and the government thought that this was a way for them to expend some of their energy and some of their aggression. So they had these sort of paramilitary games that they were involved in, and in in this one case, it, it went into you know kind of almost like a military type of situation. Um, the gaming, I thought, was more with Double X because Double X was some kind of a, a genius software developer. And how he got involved in the story was, if you remember, he gave a picture um, to... Um, well, he, gave, he gave a picture of Mei Ling to Wei Go, and there was some kind of a tracking device or something in there. So... I, it was it was sort of I, I thought the point of it was that that there's a lot of surveillance in the society that the government is kind of intruding in all different areas and that even uh, individuals are sort of spying on each other and just the fact that this was that that kind of a society where there really wasn't a lot of, of freedom um, so there were those kind of aspects to the story. Um, the stuff with the paramilitary stuff, I, for me, was confusing also. Um, but it just, um, I, I read it pretty carefully, but I was still pretty pretty confused about the, about that part of the story. And I didn't, I didn't particularly care about that so much. But I kind of thought of this sort of as a, a book about different ideas and that the author who, you know, was raised in Taiwan but, you know, has lived here for 40 years was sort of imagining what, life was like there um, and having grown up in under military law I think she had some sort of a taste of what that that was like um, so 
to me, it was like one of these books where there's characters, and you know, I I could picture these characters for the most part, um, but um, it, it was kind of a, sort of a story. I think a lot about ideas and and I guess speculation would be the other part of it. Yeah, I think it was a great idea for a book, and maybe that's a good category for it: is speculative fiction. Well, that's what science fiction is. So uh, maybe maybe it really. It's kind of near in the present, but uh, it's very real, a lot of reality there. Well, um, so I guess we, we pretty much covered it. Um, um, do you want to tell us about the, the next book, Sherry, and, and the next time that we're meeting? Well, first, does anyone have any final comments on this book? Okay, I see no hands raised. Um, the next book will be on uh, July 6th, and it's called Before He Finds Her by Michael Cardos, K-A-R-D-O-S, and the DB number is, uh, let's see, I put it up here in the window, 80651. I put it up in the chat window if anybody wants to just cut and paste. Um, It's a book that uh, Liz recommended. Um, It's a suspense book. The annotation tells you that a woman is killed and her husband and daughter disappear. And everyone, um, the daughter is being raised by family friends in secret. And when she becomes pregnant, she rebels and wants to find the truth. 